Hey everyone, welcome to the Dad Talks Podcast, the podcast where we bring dads together to share stories in order to encourage and inspire other dads to be better every day. I'm your host, JT Zrodnik. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dad Talks. On this episode of Dad Talks, I interview Mark Galloway. I've known Mark Galloway for many years and in many different ways. I was a youth pastor to Mark and Michelle's kids for several years. Mark was also a volunteer within that ministry. Mark and I were in a men's group together, so I've had the opportunity to see his personality in several different settings, and I've always been impressed by his quiet wisdom. Mark and his wife, Michelle, have four kids, all of which are adopted, and at the time of this recording, they have one grandchild. I've always been drawn to Mark and Michelle because of how they love each other and their kids. I asked Mark to come on Dad Talks to discuss fatherhood and the unique challenges that come with adopting. Enjoy my interview with Mark Galloway on this episode of Dad Talks. Mark, I'm glad you're on Dad Talks. Glad to have you here. I know we've been talking about it. I appreciate you uh, reminding me the other night that, <laughs> hey, we did set a time. Um, so that works out. So yeah. Um, so briefly, yeah, just give us your name, wife, um, fun details with you there, your kids, and yeah. then uh, we'll dig into all that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Mark Galloway. Uh, my wife is Michelle. We've been married for 22, almost 23 years. Um, she, being the smart one, decided that we should be <laughs> married in 2000. So I would always remember our anniversary. Ooh. Yeah. And so I've got, I've got a smart one there. Um, Did she pick a special, like a day as well to make it even easier? Um, or you just have to be like, well, it's yeah. a year. It was just the year. Okay. But, yeah. So. Um, got four kids. Uh, we actually adopted all four. And um, I'm, I originally grew up in Illinois, lived in Illinois until I got married, and then lived in Iowa and South Carolina, kind of bounced between the two. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of a very quick flyby. Yeah, because how, because where's Michelle from? She's originally from south of Des Moines in Osceola. And um, she went to Pella, Central College. Yep. Got her bachelor's degree and then went to Lincoln Christian Seminary uh, to get her master's in counseling. And I got a job. I moved from Chicago down to Lincoln. Um, and we met. It's kind of a funny story. One of the guys, I was at a church on Sunday night. I was walking out. And this guy comes running up to me. I'd been there for maybe a month. Comes running up to me. His name was Mark. And we went to the same junior college and we had the same friend. And so we started talking and he's like, Hey, do you play volleyball? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and, uh, so not very good, but anyway, um, but he asked if I could be on his team and she was on the team and that's kind of, that's how we met. And Destiny. Yeah. The rest is history. Oh yeah. When we played volleyball three years, I'm just thinking, Michelle and Mark trying to bring back the good old days and oh, seeing Michelle the next day of like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Like, yeah, because oh, you're trying to kill it every time. Yeah. And and you don't even know what I was like. I was so much worse than she was. <laughs> so <laughs> you met this last met, season. Oh, sorry. Well, this last season, I hurt my knee on the very first game and it was downhill from there. So Eesh. it might be time to give it up. Well, at least you're playing some. I stepped off a stair wrong and i was Ooh. like man it hurt like it hurt 
and it started swelling the next day. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, <laughs> so I had to go jo- see Josiah to get it cracked or moved around. I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, cause it, yeah. So how did you get in South Carolina then? Ah, so when I, when we got married, um, mm-hmm. I, of course I was live well, I was in, um, Lincoln. She had, her job was up in Northern Iowa. And so I started looking for, um, some place in Iowa to, to be sort of mid, like central, like Ames or, or, uh, um, uh, Des Moines. And finally I got a job at Goodrich in Des Moines, West Des Moines. And so we lived in Nevada <clears throat> and I don't know, it, it was just a few months after I started there. Um, they announced that they were going to build another facility down in Greenville, South Carolina. And, um, well, my boss at the time came up and says, Hey, would you and Michelle want to move? And, you know, we're just newly married. And, and so we thought that would be great. So we moved and, uh, we, we actually lived there for four years, came back to Iowa and then moved back down to South Carolina for another four years. Um, kind of changing jobs in between, but still with Goodrich and, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, we fell in love with Greenville. It's it is a fantastic city, and we met some great friends there, down there as well. Yeah, because I know you guys talked about it, because then your your church yeah. was a pretty big deal. I mean, there too, right? A part of yeah. kind of your story and stuff. Yeah, great Grace Church is really. Um, I mean, it was it was. So we first, the first time we were down there, we went to another church. And then the second time we, we started going to grace. And and that's really when I went through the men's, they called it men's round table mm-hmm. and um, really just challenged me um, as a leader, uh, me as a man and um, to lead my family. And, you know, at that time, the second time we came down, we just adopted our three kids or we had four kids, but we had adopted three before we moved. So it was really getting real at that time <laughs> of being a dad for uh, four kids under the age of five. Um, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Grace, Grace church was just, I don't know. It, it's, it's just something about um, their teaching and it's just, it really resonated with me and really just challenged me. So back to the leader thing, yeah. did you see that in your dad or did you just, you like, I don't, not a leader or word. How did that come about? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, first of all, my grandparents, my two grandfathers and, and my dad, um, great role models. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my two grandfathers, my, my mom's grandfather, I didn't really, he passed away when I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, so I, I remember him, but not a whole lot, but my dad's dad, um, you know, typical uh, depression era, mm-hmm. um, just really didn't say a whole lot, but just roll up your sleeves. They were farmers, so they just roll up their sleeves and get after it. And uh, um, same with my dad. He didn't really say a whole lot, but um, never heard him really raise his voice mm-hmm. uh, through my whole life. Um, he was just a, a, a great role model. Um, not perfect by any means, but he just, he was a good role model for me to see. Um, now with that being said, I will say that I kind of took it for granted because Mm. I was surrounded by them. I also, some of our friends and they were, you know, strong leaders and strong men and just kind of took it for granted. And unfortunately I didn't necessarily pay attention or or learn from them like Mm -hmm. I should. 
Um, and then once I get out, you know, out of the house, then I'm kind of like, oh crap, what do I do? Mm -hmm. so, so then it was kind of an OJT on, on the job training, but yeah, I've really had been very blessed to have my dad. Yeah. There. Yeah. I can just speaking of the, not thinking about to get out, you know, having the painting business of like, oh, I worked alongside this guy, did painting for yeah. years to get out and it was like, oh, why, you know, why do we do it this way? Or why is it like just some of like yeah. the reasoning or just, you just did it. So you're like, oh, I, well, I don't know why. And yeah. so then have to study some of that. So yeah, that makes sense of being around them and they're, you know, just kind of seeing it of going, oh, yeah. well, I don't know. It's just how dad was. So that's the way. Yeah. And you you know, this actually came up Wednesday night. We were talking and um, every Sunday, right, that I remember every Sunday, we'd go over to my grandpa and grandma's and we'd have lunch. And then in the afternoon, grandpa and dad would sit down and they would start chatting. And the thing I realized that it was really kind of grandpa mentoring or kind of, you know, teaching my dad. Mm. And mm -hmm like, man, I don't have that. I mean, I've not lived with, you know, even near my dad now for 20 some years. Um, but yeah, it was just, I didn't realize it at the time, but now as I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was really a, a good moment. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately we don't do that a lot. We're going from one activity to the next, yeah. to, the next to the next. So yeah, it'd be interesting to hear those stories and the stuff they talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I learned more about my grandpa Galloway, my dad's dad, after he passed away than uh -huh. I did even uh, when he was alive. And uh, man, now I wish I could spend a day with him. Yeah, I would have so many questions. Uh, Which is interesting, like, because uh, yeah, it's the same. I, I think for a lot of us, like, why we do it, or I guess it's kind of like you said, we just take it for granted of like, hey, we're with them and just go through it to her then yeah doing this i'm like thinking of dads it's kind of fun for them that they have something for their kids can kind of go back and look on it like oh here's a little more about dad but yeah you think of like grandpa you went through all these things i don't what happened what were you doing what were you thinking how'd you meet grandma you know just all those questions of yeah yeah why don't we ever ask him because it's like well we'll just yeah and, and and i'm i'm kind of the same way i got challenged here recently that I kind of just say, well, it's my life. I lived it. It's not a big deal. Mm. Well, my grandpa was even more so. And my dad's even more so, you know, in the sense that oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you know, grandpa, I found out my grandpa went to Chicago to professionally box. I'm like, that's not a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, so just things like that, that I'm just like, man, I would love to understand and just listen mm -hmm. to him and talk to him and ask questions but yeah like what take advantage of it hobbies and things they're you know yeah. into because yes yeah, like well when we're here you're just hanging out with me or the stuff i like you know as a grandkid instead of you no know, grandpa likes to i don't know do these things it yeah yeah which then you think you know then farther down the road yeah. <laughs> i'm just in heaven you know of getting that chance of you oh, know like you said with your dad and his dad of getting to do that and just sitting like all right let's talk about life like how that'll look look yeah. what that'll be like or if that happens i don't know i mean you're you're the theologian you've got all the well, big books and 
<laughs> I got and a lot the wife of at books. seminary. Don't understand them, but I've got a yeah. lot of big books. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you kind of got the leadership from dad a little bit, but realizing, yeah. yeah, it didn't soak it up as much. So that was where the, the church stuff came in. I mean, JT, I'll, I'll admit I'm, I grew up, I was very naive. Mm. You know, I, I believed you got it. You got out of school, you got a good job, you got married, you had kids, and you kind of lived happily ever after. <laughs> and I thought you lived comfortably, you know, it was like not a big deal, but yeah. Yeah. Was I wrong? And so, um, just that being that naive on things, it's just, it was kind of, it's been kind of a scramble. I mean, I've been playing catch up the whole time Mm -hmm. to figure out, Oh, okay. So it's not that easy. They're Mm -hmm. always every day and trying to solve those. But that, I mean, that's what you do at your work, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like you enjoy, obviously not being behind, but like that challenge of growing as a leader and how do I yeah. do better? Yeah I'm, like, yeah. I'm a continuous improvement manager and I love to do that. I love to teach. I love to coach. I love to just, you know, solve problems. So, um, and I told Michelle many times or several times, maybe I haven't told her as much as I thought it, but if I would have known how complex the brain was and, I don't know, maybe that would have been the field I would have went into because mm. it's just, it fascinates me how, and we'll probably get into talking about the our kids and the adopted kids, but it just fascinates me how the same person coming, or the different people coming from the same environment can have totally different mm. outlooks, perceptions, everything. Yeah. And, and even just, the thought processes are so, so different. And uh, so it, it, it is, it's, it's kind of a challenge. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's like you're always trying to, okay, now what's the right move here? But, um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they well, tell me. Um, yeah. Get into the kids story, but, but say this question before I forget it. And we come back to it, yeah. but of just what you're saying to where the same kids raised in the same environment can turn out completely different. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, like I said, share your kids stuff, but would like for you to speak to that with like your kids with your kids doing it, but then how as a parent not necessarily like gives you the excuse like, well, you know, my kids are going to turn out the way like they're, you know, they make their own decisions, you know, and how you process of like, well, my kid isn't making a good decision. Cause yeah. I know like I've talked with you guys a lot and you do really well of that, of like, well, you're, you. you know, your kid, you would say, Hey, you're making a decision. You're kind of responsible for it. We did what we could, you know, and yeah. just how to, cause I know a lot of parents, that's just a hard process of like, well, you know, you look terrible as a parent cause your kids failed. I'm like, well, yeah. yes, but no. Right. It just is a yeah. sticky mess that yeah. is kind of somewhat encouraging because you're like well i won't completely screw them up <laughs> but it's also not a guarantee that if i do all these things yeah they're all going to be you know perfect because they're like you said each one is different yeah and you know whenever we went into you know even whenever we were trying to 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 get pregnant in my whole mind it was like okay you have kids you love them you 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 there again, I was very naive. You you raise them in the same rules, <laughs> and you're gonna have a good good product coming yeah. out, I guess. Yeah. Good, you know. And 
wow, was I wrong. And, uh, and, you know, and then just the whole dynamics with being adopted, that's, that throws in some more. Yeah. I don't know if it's complexity, but it's, it's different. Um, I've never had biological kids. I don't know, but it's, it's just so different Mm -hmm. and there's just a lot, lot there. Um, and we can get into it more if you want, but um, yeah. So you, you and Michelle meet, you're in South Carolina, Iowa first and then Iowa, South Carolina. So you're in, which is always fun. Obviously you were trying you know, yeah. and doing the thing, you know, yeah. all the sixth grade boys I want to talk about. <laughs> so, but so if you're, you know, share a little bit of that, cause I yeah. know, you know, friends, they've tried fertility. They try this. It's the guy, it's the gal, or just kind of that situation, what happened and then how, you know, how you eventually led to like, well, let's just adopt. Yeah. So we, um, of course we were married for about a year and a half and we really didn't say, okay, we're not going to try for the first year. So we were just kind of like, well, um, when if it's if it's in God's timing it's in God's timing so we we really never um I guess I don't think we were really necessarily worried about it for the first year year and a half and then we moved to South Carolina and then we were just like hey you know we're not getting pregnant here and there again I thought it was just like you know boom mm-hmm. you know, have two kids right away um and she was working at a church and ran into um, good friends of ours, Suzanne Phillips, and um, they had a small group. And so we, um, they invited us. And so we went to the small group and I can't remember the, the numbers. I think it was like three or four couples were going through the same thing we were. Um, and then one of them, he was an OBGYN that specialized in hard pregnancies. So, I mean, it was totally a God thing, right? Yeah. To, to bring everybody together. And so <laughs> a lot of our small group time would be, you know, spending time talking about, well, what, what do you think we should do what should, and so forth. But um, we ended up going through a couple of um, hormonal treatments. I don't know what they're really called. I probably should have looked that up before, but um, that was tough. That was probably as far as our marriage goes, that was probably the hardest time. Um, I didn't understand what she was going through. I mean, Michelle is very even keel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Clomed is, um, she became crazy. I mean, just like I would walk in and she'll probably, when she hears this, I'll probably get in trouble for this. But, um, <laughs> I would walk in from work and I'd be like, Hey, beautiful. How are you doing? And she would just like start yelling at me. And then 20 <laughs> seconds later, just start bawling. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, but it was just so hard and it was so hard on her. And, you know, the one thing I, I do feel like, um, well, I feel like I, myself and, and even her, we didn't place blame on why, you know, oh, it's you or it's you, or it's mm-hmm. me. To me, it was it was us, and I didn't even want to know. Um, mm-hmm. All I all I knew was we're not getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was. I don't even remember. One day she was, uh, she was just like in my arms, just just collapsed, and she was just broken. And you know, I'm like, what what what, what can I do? What can I do? Mm-hmm. And she just said, I just want you to break. And my mind just like locked up because I'm, 
I mean, she can't, I mean, she's just broken in my arms and I'm like, if I break, who's going to hold us, you know? Mm. So I didn't, I don't think I led very well, or I wasn't a good husband during that time because, you know, and, and part of it is I just wasn't telling her how I was feeling because I, I knew she was going through so much, but I didn't open up and she knew that I was going through a lot, but she didn't know how much. And so it just put a lot of tension in our marriage. And one day I was going to work and I was just praying and, and, uh, it just, you know, just, I really felt like the Holy spirit was saying, you know, well, why do you want kids? And whenever I started to go through the reasons why I wanted kids, it had nothing to do with, you know, that I wanted them to look like me or look like her. It was really about, you know, loving them, teaching them, um, you know, raising them as a, a to love Christ and, and to, to really just serve others. And, and then it was just kind of like, okay, well, that does kind of make, you know, makes sense that whether we get it biological or we adopt. Mm -hmm. um, then one Sunday, um, our friends, the Phillipses came over and she started talking about um, adopting in, well, in the U S or in South Carolina. And we hadn't really thought about that. We were thinking international and so she gave us the name of this company and we called them up and they were just amazing. They were just so kind. Um, they walked us through the whole process. Um, one of the concerns we had was, okay, if we adopt, can the, the mom or the biological mom or dad come back and get the, the child? Well, South Carolina had some rules that basically, um, you know, it's just a few months, um, like six months, I think it was after that they couldn't come back and um so anyway we uh we went down that process and uh, we actually had two failed adoptions um and that was hard but um it turned out my mom and dad was um they came in on a thursday and we went out to dinner we came home and we had a message on our answering machine and it was the agency said hey we've got this little girl in orangeburg south carolina if you want her. And we were like, when can we pick her up? And so my wow. mom and dad got to be a part of that. Wow. And uh, that was amazing. That was amazing time. Um, and the, the, <laughs> when we got her, well, I never really got a chance to see her because, you know, grandma and Michelle and grandpa, they were taking Morgan. Um, just, it was, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But then I got older whenever we were signing the papers and um, I looked at her name and I almost cried. I almost, and this is <laughs> going to hurt my image. I know, but um, so the lady went out and I told Michelle, I'm like, man, I was doing really good until I saw her. And I don't even know if I got name out and I just broke and Michelle broke. And then she comes in, she sees that. She walks out, tells my mom, and then everybody starts, and it was just a cry fest after that. But yeah, um, it was just, oh man, it was just, it was a, it was a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. that. And, um, but yeah, we took her home, brought her home and, uh, and then Morgan was um, our only child there for three years until we decided to get a little cough, cough, cocky and thought we were great parents. And so we thought, Hey, why don't we try it with some more? And so we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, fostered two more boys and, or two, two boys and, and then a girl, and then, uh, ended up adopting the three of them. On mm -hmm. the same day. 
later. Yeah. So that's kind of the short story. Which like, because I I think about adoption. Just thinking of your story where you saw the name and broke, like with you know a biological pregnancy, you you can see the growth and kind of like prep, like you're out eating and hey, you have a kid, she's yours now, like. that just has to be crazy of just all sorts of emotions yeah it was and you know more michelle didn't sleep from that that time i don't think she slept from that time until we got home Mm -hmm. uh, with morgan and um i mean it was i mean and then you know then you're fortunately i'm kind of a i like checklist and plan but you know you, you don't have we didn't have any idea what we were getting into. And mm-hmm. fortunately, I mean, it really did help that mom and dad were there because then they were like, make sure you got the car seat, make sure you, you know, some basic stuff. Um, but we were kind of just like, we'll figure it out as we go. And, mm-hmm. um, and man, it, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is before we adopted, we were like, are we going to, are we going to have an attraction? You know, are we going to love this kid? And, and literally it took holding her one time and that mm-hmm. was it. And she had us wrapped around her finger and still does. But yeah. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And was there any, any complications? I know you're kind of, you know, with adoptions and brain, was there anything with Morgan? You know, the, the mom and and we did, we don't know the mom, Mm -hmm. um, but the story that we were told, she was extremely brave, um, signed the rights away. And, um, the, the father was not in the picture. And, um, and so really it was just, I think, like I said, I think it was like six months and then we could adopt her and there was absolutely no problems whatsoever. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it was great. So you had Morgan and then, so how old were the boys then? Cause you said yeah. you fostered him and I guess even your youngest daughter. Yeah. So they were four and two. So Morgan okay. was three. And then they came into our home at four and two. And uh, I remember Michelle calls me at work and I I think it was like around noon. And she was like, Hey, there's two boys that need a foster home. What do you think? And she's like, they need to know like within the hour. I'm like, (laughs) okay, cool. Um, So I'm like, sure. And uh, (laughs) didn't really, I mean, Morgan, so let's, let me paint this picture. So Morgan was just this very, um, I say very athletic. I mean, she was like a daredevil, but I mean, you could look at her like in a stern look and Mm -hmm. she would just start crying. I mean, that's how, I mean, she never raised our voice. So the boys came and, um, I get home from work and they're laying watching TV and I'm thinking, ha you know, two boys, this is going to be fun. So mm-hmm. I decide let's start, you know, I start picking on them and let's, let's go. Let's just kind of wrestle around. Next thing I know they're on top of me and and my oldest is trying to choke me. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> um, but they, they had a very different experience. So mm-hmm. for them, um, it was not a stern look. And in fact, it wasn't even a stern you know, stern voice. It was, if you didn't yell or or get in their face, it didn't happen. And so it was a totally different, um, parenting style. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just to be able to kind of keep them within boundaries and keep them safe. That was the thing that just was, like I said, you know, Morgan, it, we really didn't have to, I mean, she would fall like climbing or something, but nothing like, you know, running off across the neighborhood or anything, but the boys mm-hmm. we had to um, watch out for, but, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was, you know, there, there was some trying times, um, but you know, the, the one thing that we kept, we were told is, you know, there with adopted kids, there's trauma there, mm-hmm. even in a good situation, because there's, there's a lot. And, um, that is where the mind is really complex mm-hmm. trying to, to work through that. But we, uh, we had the boys for about 18 months what we were not sure if they were going to be reunited or not. And then we got the call for Alex. And um, so we got her for the weekend and we dropped her off. We were sitting in the, um, all of us were in the van in the, um, the ladies driveway, just crying. And the kids were just like, why do we have to give her back? Why do we mm-hmm. have to give her back? And they just couldn't understand. And we're like, just hold on. We got to do this. But, Hopefully, if everything works out, she'll come be with our family. Mm-hmm. And um, she did. A week later, she she came into our family, and so that was we started that process. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, it's it just yeah again how fast it can all happen of like oh, yeah. hey you have four kids now under mm-hmm. five yeah like yeah no and, one's prepared for that yeah and, and you know it's it is. I mean, it, it totally, I, I know it changed me just because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more of a planner. I'm more of a schedule person. And, and well, you've got three kids, you know, mm-hmm. once you get over two, I'm going to say two mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I want to say chaos, you know, you're just kind of trying to keep everyone alive in the day and, and, uh, and hopefully teach them something mm-hmm. throughout the day. Cause it's just, you know, somebody is having a bad day. Yeah. I mean, just, and, and so then you got to deal with that and then other kids and so forth. So it's, it just, it was kind of a chaotic scene. And when we were, so we adopted mom in July and then we moved to South Carolina and they, the two older ones started school and I started a new position and which I traveled quite a bit. So Michelle was there kind of like a single mom, you know, 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. with these four kids and and it was she is uh yeah she is so strong to be able to do that was there a, uh like the church community a lot of help there or, i mean oh, how, or how did you guys get through that yeah so grace um and, and i'm just I, grace was fantastic um because the well our, our kids maybe weren't the best. Some of our kids maybe weren't the best behaved. Um, and uh, so, you know, we would, we typically would go Sunday or Saturday night service because they would have two services and we typically go Saturday night services. And, and a lot of times we would serve and, um, but you know, the, the, they, well, I'll just say they could have very easily said, Hey, you know, we can't handle your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you watch it online or, or, or do something? But instead, 
I don't know how many times the, the youth pastor would come out and say, Hey, had a bad night today. You know, what, what can we do? How can mm-hmm. we work with you on it? And they helped us. We, we tried to, you know, Hey, I've noticed this. I noticed that you might try these things. And, and they were just so patient with, with us and, and them as we, as we went through it. Um, so I, I cannot speak high enough about how they handled that whole situation because, you know, it, it was such a tra- traumatic experience. And, and, you know, even, even for us, you know, as adults, we moved to South Carolina. Now we'd already been there, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a, a stressful thing. And you, you got to, you don't know anyone. Now you take this with young kids and they come and they travel, they know nothing, no, no one. Mm-hmm. And, and then some of, you know, like I said, the two older ones started school and, and it was just, it was a lot to undertake. And it would just, it unfortunately came out in kind of some um, rough behaviors. Mm-hmm. So then how did you and Michelle, I mean, like I said, when I met you guys, you'd look like, oh, they're fantastic. They're almost obnoxiously in love. Just <sighs> stop. And, uh, you know, and your kids are great. Like, I mean, it's obviously trying on you, but like, how did you guys survive that? And what, yeah, I mean, how do you, I mean, one, I mean, you're speaking yeah, to people with small kids who've got it, but also then just the trauma of all that of that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think it was after we got married, um, we started, we started kind of our slogan was it's you and me against the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, it's, it's Christ and us against the world, but that's, that's kind of what we said. And, and we always intentionally um, put our marriage first and it was difficult in South Carolina because we didn't have family. Um, but that's, that's really where, you know, the Phillipses and, and the, the church community really um, helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we found some other, um, I worked with um, a great family and, and they had young girls and they'd come over and um, she was like, let's see, one of the girls I think was a black belt in Taekwondo. And so <laughs> no one messed with her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah that, she just chop them. They were fantastic with those kids. And so it gave us a little bit of a, a time to, you know, to go out and just to kind of unwind a little bit. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I, th- it, I think it brought us closer together as a, as a married couple, mm-hmm. um, especially in the younger, the younger days, I guess, because, you know, it, it was more of um, the younger times, the decisions weren't quite as consequential, quintal. Mm-hmm as, as they are, you know, a teenage and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, um, I think it did bring us closer together. Um, but it was really, so we had to make sure that we're, we're going to be tight. And, and that was the most important thing. Like, yeah. Cause I just think you said it brought you closer together. Cause there's others that are like, Nope, it just ripped us apart. And we did. Yeah. So obviously you're intentional. I mean, was it, Hey, you know, Phillips, can you guys take, the kids were on dates was you know what you know actually we, we would do that from time uh-huh. to time but 
the thing I loved about South Carolina, and I think that um, it helped us a lot, was Saturday or Sunday afternoon, we would go hiking. Hiking was, it was so accessible. And there was Mount, the, the Blue Ridge Mountains were right there. Um, hour and a half, we're at the highest peak east of the Rockies. Um, so we did a lot of hiking. And the kids excelled. Once they were outside in nature, it, they were, uh, we had a lot of good times as a mm -hmm. And plus, we're three hours away from the beach as well. And we would go to the beach a lot. And the kids there again, they were outside running and, and so forth. And it, it, you know, there was a lot of times when we would go to the beach and that was kind of Michelle and I's downtime. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids would just kind of go and we would, you know, say, hey, don't drown. <laughs> no, we didn't. We, you know, don't get out too deep. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, and they, they were really good and they, you know, they've been around the ocean enough to kind of know about how far out to go and mm -hmm. they could go all day long out there. And we would just get an umbrella and just sleep and read and talk. And that was a really big uh, charge, a recharge for us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then we would do, you know, dinners at times out with each other and so forth. But yeah, you kind of had it almost built in the yeah. dates with it. That's awesome. And then, yeah, the kids sleep the whole way back home. Yeah, absolutely. And then we could talk or whatever. And yep. I, I mean, it, it just, that place is just so it's, I mean, I love Iowa, but it's just not the same um, yeah. when you go hiking there versus here. Or Come on, beach. Wildcat. It's I like Wildcat, <laughs> but you know, the beaches on the Mississippi just aren't quite like North Myrtle Beach or Isle of the Palms yeah. or something like that. No, not even. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, you don't know what's gonna wash up, <laughs> yeah, on him. Um, yeah, that's now I'm stuck on the John Denver song because I'm like, oh, Blue Ridge. Now I finally know that's where it yeah. is. Yeah, uh, that's Squirrel. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I just, I almost feel like that's the only way to do it. Because you know, I always hear of the couples that are like, you know, you have to date once a week and do this. And it's like how it's you know it just sounds yeah. like another exhausting thing to be like okay so we have to plan something to do something with them and especially you know thing like you guys you said of church of and they're you know our kids are sometimes you know out of control so then have someone else do it like yeah that just sounds exhausting of yeah way better deal of let's just go as a family we can watch you and we can still get relaxed a little bit yeah. and you know in, in greenville it was we'd have a swimming pool. Our community pool was open. Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably, I don't know, maybe beginning of May till end of September. And so a lot of our Saturdays I would get up, I'd mow the lawn and then we would take the kids down to the pool and it was similar to the beach. They would mm -hmm. just be playing. They had, some, they finally made some friends in the, the neighborhood and they would just start, they'd play with their friends and Michelle and I would, that was kind of our date time. And so we just tried to make, time for each other when we could mm -hmm. um, which it was difficult i don't really remember the first probably four years or so but um you're just exhausted yeah yeah but uh we just we just tried to do what we could because we didn't have a ton of finances either to mm -hmm. be able to spend and um so we just tried to do it you know creatively and mm -hmm. just enjoy the time that we did have together which there's, yeah, two things that is encouraging. And one, 
especially in today's day and age of just like, you know, you have to keep up the Joneses and look at what everyone's doing on social media and how they went and did all these fun things. And you're like, I don't have that money to where, yeah, it is just go be with your kids and have, make some, you know, memories. And yeah, I mean, yes, it helps if you have a beach. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Um, but then also just thinking, you know, for you and Michelle thinking, you know, at the pool or the beach, sending your kids off. And I guess, is it, was it because, you know, you guys said, and we're intentional, it's us against them to where you didn't, you didn't necessarily feel, I don't know, maybe you did, you know, bad of like, Oh, the kids are playing and we're sitting over here. Should we go and engage with them? Or, you know, how did you find that balance or did you even struggle? Cause you're like, Hey, we're here. And yeah, you know, we would, we would go out. Um, I'm not really a sun person. I, I don't, well, okay, let's face it. I, I burn. I just walk <laughs> out of the sun and I burn. The sun loves you. You don't love the sun. Yes, yes. Um, but you know, we would go out and of course, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Myrtle beach area, but they, there's not a lot of waves during the day. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a little bit, but it's really towards the evening that it's re- you really start getting a lot of waves. So a lot of times we would go um, late morning and just kind of hang out. The kids would be just playing crazy, you know, splashing around and stuff. Um, we would go out once in a while to cool off and so forth, but it wasn't really until towards the e- the afternoon that mm-hmm. we would get out. Um, and now, you know, that's when the sharks come out, which we didn't really think about that. But <laughs> Um, but you know, the pieces start picking up and then we would just start playing and, uh-huh. and blast, but the kids were fine. I mean, and that's one good thing about having four, um, mm-hmm. especially around the same age, they would, they would start playing together and, um, you know, doing crazy kid stuff and, you know, they would entertain themselves. So that was kind of nice, but, yeah. but it, it was, it was difficult with, just the four of them, it was difficult for us to spend enough time um, because, you know, there were some of our kids needed maybe a little bit more attention, our attention, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to give them all equal time. Unfortunately, we couldn't. Um, Mm -hmm. Only so much of us to go around. And, and so that, that's the part that we didn't really have a lot of answers for, to be honest with you. We did the best we could. We tried to, to do it as much as we could, um, but it just just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's t- like you're saying with you know two is easy, and you think you know two everybody's each kid has someone, and then yeah, you go three like oh well now there's one, and yeah there's days yeah you're playing you're like oh two of you are playing where's the other one oh you're not here okay let's jump over there well now you're playing yeah just trying to find time for all of them's like. Oof, yeah. it's rough and my kids played so michael played a little football um and he played some baseball which mm-hmm. i you know that's, i played those were sports i knew julian played soccer alex played soccer and a little volleyball uh, morgan's gymnastics mm-hmm. i knew nothing about gymnastics so it wasn't like you could say hey let's go down to the baseball field and i'll throw you batting practice or something I mean, yeah i did with michael some but you know, soccer. I'm like, I don't know. You just kick the ball in the goal. I don't mm-hmm. even know what just you're kick it. To do. Yeah. Um, so that was the other thing too. I mean, it, it stretched us. We had to learn new sports and, and so forth, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't like we could just pick up a ball and go and, and mm-hmm. just spend 
time with the the kids and so forth. But um, it, it was it was a challenge. It was a challenge. But I think that's one like one of the great things of kids that you know is just, I mean it's the same like same as married. You know, you get married, and you like you said, you kind of think you've got to figure it out. And you're like, nope, I am completely naive. Mm. Here's these things I'm missing, and then you have kids, and you're like, I have no idea how the world works or how, you know, how this happens. And just, I think, yeah, it goes back to your job, just the continuous improvement. Yeah. And that's, you know, the thing I see with you and Michelle a lot, you know, just you're all, you know, always learning and trying to improve. Cause I feel like one, you have to with kids, yeah. but even more specifically like you guys, which this trauma and the stuff, from yeah. your kids of just okay, we've got to figure out how to handle this, or it's just going to take, it's just going to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you know that, I mean that's I think, and, and I'll be honest with Michelle having a counseling degree and a degree in psychology that that made me a lot more open mm -hmm. uh, because she did have some training because I have zero. I mean I'm an engineer, so um, yeah. yeah, A to B, yeah, right. Um, but you know, our, our kids and, and they, that's the thing about, you know, I guess the whole adoption thing, mm -hmm. um, the kids have so many obstacles, no matter what situation they're in, but just, you know, in, in talking with other um, parents who adopted, they, those kids have just, they're starting from, I don't want to say far behind, but they just mm -hmm. have a lot of mountains to climb Yeah, right out of the gate. And. And so, you know, the definition of, um, I don't want to say success, but, you know, it did change a little bit. You mm -hmm. know, it was more of like, okay, we want to love them. We want them to feel secure and safe. We want to encourage them, um, have boundaries. But, um, you know, the, the big thing, we know that this is a long journey and we know God's got them on a journey and mm -hmm. it may not their path may not go the way we want, um, but we know that that he's got them on a journey, and and that's really and I think every parent's this way. You see so much potential in your kids. It's like, why don't they realize that? You know, mm -hmm. it's, ah, and you want it so bad for them, but you know that you can't step in and and do it for them. They've got to learn themselves. So, mm -hmm. which is awful. Yeah. An absolutely awful place to be, but then it just, yeah, just like you said, where you look at your kids and see potential and you struggle and you're like, man, that's how God looks at us and not, you know, mm -hmm. and he's not disappointed of just like, yeah. Hey, why do you keep doing this? Like, yeah, like, yeah, you just, I know you have a plan and this things, you know, I have for you, I want you to do, but you just keep going back to this or doing this and just. Yeah. So it, yeah, it is encouraging. Cause you're like, Oh, I do the same. You know, then you begin to have that grace for your kids of like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not any better. Than yeah. You have had this figure out. Cause I do the same thing all the time. Just the adult version of it. Yeah. And you know how many times that, and it's mostly Michelle telling me, but how many times we said now, are you that way with God? And, oh, and that kind of oh. like, okay. Yeah. That's me. where you just want to karate <laughs> chopper. Just, oh. <laughs> Like, yes, yes, I am. Which, I mean, that's, yeah, again, like I said, the best thing of 
marriage and kids to where it just man is a constant lesson of like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah maybe I don't have this figured out or huh, this is an issue I need to work on yeah but you know so I'll, I'll tell a little story um one of the things that we really um really wanted to stress was we're a family mm-hmm. and no matter our warts and yeah you can fight all you want internally but when someone else comes we we unite mm-hmm. and there was a situation at school um where morgan was um i don't want to say targeted but there were some people um kind of picking on her and, and saying some really nasty things and this they were young they were really young and michael comes up and he's like morgan give me the word give me the word and uh so they got pulled in the office and we got called in the office and and uh the the comment they made was they're real tight and they will they will uh, i think they said protect each other mm-hmm. and michelle and i are looking at each other and it's like that's exactly what we want mm-hmm. we love that about them you know yeah and we didn't i probably shouldn't say this because the school may hear it but like they're not going to be in trouble from us because they yeah. did exactly what we wanted them to yeah. do. Um, so that, you know, that, that was a, a proud, I guess, parenting moment, uh-huh. um, you know, because they did, they, they realized, Hey, you're, you're messing with my sister. Mm-hmm. You're messing with my brother. You, you don't do that. And so that was, that was, that was, that was a good moment. And were they that way right away? Like, just thinking of, you know, adopted, they're like, Oh, we're not the same. We're different. Or we're like, Nope, we're brother and sister. We've always been together. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't like that at first. Um, and, and honestly, I don't really remember a whole lot. Alex was probably the one that was just, everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just, she was, well, she still is an amazing kid, but she was just one of these, she slept, she snuggled, she laughed. I mean, she was just really, I mean, she would laugh at the other kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she would just sit there and laugh at the other kids. That was kind of her entertainment. Um, the three older ones, I think, took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I do remember a time when um, Morgan and Michael, um, Michael was, I don't, he was being a, you know, four or five year old kid. Mm-hmm. boy trying to push her around or whatever and she was like on her tiptoes standing up to him and he didn't really know what to do and then you know i'd like to think after that they their relationship kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think it was a lot of it was just when we were down in south carolina and just you know doing things together and then it just kind of i don't know they kind of I think they got closer mm-hmm. it's always it's hard to it's hard to say, right? I mean, and especially we'll see what happens later in life. Um, mm-hmm. They hang out together, or talk to each other or whatever. So, but we'll see. Yeah, that's my goal or hope that, yeah, they, you know, they, your kids have, quote unquote, have to spend time with you because they're stuck in the house. And when they get out, like, want to come back yeah, and spend time with you and with each other and enjoy each other's presence. And it's not just... Yeah, they're doing it because, you know, we want to make mom happy and right. do the holiday thing and then leave. But no, like I call dad when I'm upset or I call, you know, yeah, my brother, he still comes and protects me. And 
yeah yeah it would be yeah and it's again just another lesson of well i have to let go because i have zero control yeah. <laughs> over any of that it's like ugh. yeah so this whole nature versus nurture mm-hmm. um there again i was very naive i thought oh n- nurture is going to take over that's not that's not right mm-hmm. i mean there's i think a lot that you can do but there's still we're all wired certain ways and that's the part that i think looking back on it um for adopted kids was probably a little bit over our capacity as parents Mm -hmm. um and so that's one one of the things that um you know that we we did the best we could Mm -hmm. and apologize to them because we i know we weren't you know there were times when we weren't that good but um it, it is it's each person is so different and they're they're so wired differently that it takes so much time to really understand what's going on up here to mm-hmm. be able to then relate it and and it's just there's just not a lot of time to to do that and i, I always mean, well the other the other thing is i you know I, i've always told michelle it's like you know of all the things we have in life and you know like the parenting is one that really there is no book on parenting (laughs) you spend 20 years doing the best you can and then you hope that it was Mm -hmm. right it's like it's the most important job but there's the least amount of um i guess experience or at least amount of um guidance Mm -hmm. so it's hard it's the hardest thing i've ever done parenting and like and you remember as a kid you know to graduate as a senior just seemed like an eternity yeah and then you have kids and you're like oh my kid's already in you know i think my daughter she's already she'll be nine you're like when did that happen and then in a few short years you're gone and you're yeah like you said that's it you might come back you may never come back and then you just think the scope of life 18 20 years is nothing yeah to the rest and it's like oh man and exactly like you said there's no yeah there's books and stuff but it it doesn't each kid is i mean the fact that you can have two people like that was always what blew my mind i have two people created three kids that are all completely different like how can you have three that are different like one should be exactly like someone no there's yeah completely different personalities and then like you said of they can all grow up the same household, same rules, same everything. And one, you know, will go this way. One will go that way. One interprets it, it this way. One sees it this way. And it just, yeah. it's insane. It's endless. Yeah. Cause I think it, yeah, it was, it was, um, Oh gosh, Paul Tripp yeah. talked about it. Uh, when we, how did he say it? Basically when we, we go back on our own stories, like it, it's going to be different for everybody because it's your story. It's the event that happened from your perspective. Yeah. And so, you know, that in, which is, I wouldn't discount that you could all look at it. And then just the whole thing of regardless of what happened, it's your story and how it impacted you yeah. or, you know, you go, cause I think he was, he was sharing, it was something with his parents, you know, where the kid is like, yeah, you really hurt me on this moment, but the parent doesn't even remember it. Cause they're like, yeah. I, I don't remember it. I experienced it different than you did to where, yeah, there's just times like that where I, man, they can all have the same 
moment. One might be fun, fine. And one might just be traumatized for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you go, how do you know? Well, it's not until they're 30 and they're in counseling going, oh, this is really messed you up. Like, yeah. cool. Well, I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. And, and that is one thing I wish I would have asked a lot more is so, I mean, we, we asked like, what are you thinking or, you know, that type of thing. But really as we, as we go through a, you know, whatever uh, situation, I wish I would have asked, what did you see or, or how did you feel during that time? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and this is an engineer saying, how did you feel? That's very out of character, but (laughs) Um, but yeah, I wish I would have done that more because mm-hmm. then I could have got a, maybe a little bit better understanding of how they were interpreting events. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I said, I, I've never had biological kids, mm-hmm. but adoptive kids are coming from totally different perspectives. And, and that's the part that, you know, I, I Michelle and I couldn't really relate to from mm-hmm. where they're starting at. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we did, we should have probably, or I wish I would have asked more questions. She did a really good job asking questions, um, but I wish I would have asked a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're getting close now, but I can seriously talk to you forever. I love your brain, oh, yeah. but then thinking with the kids and I mean, your kids are older and they're, it's not. I don't think we you know they're all troubled children and awful and terrible. Like your kids are great. They're just yeah. adults making, you know. Yeah. Cause you have Alex is the only one left in the house. Right. Cause they're all. Yeah. She's 15 oh even. Gosh, that's cool. I know. That's insane. Um, yeah. How do you, and either for you or, you know, what you, Again, not that your kids are trouble, but thinking of just the decisions they, you know, make of like, oh, yeah. that was a bad decision or, oh, they're kind of doing stuff that I'm not with. Like, well, they're, you know, do you, well, they're an adult. They do their thing, you know, just how do you handle mm-hmm. that? One, speaking as somebody who only has little kids, I have to prep myself now for that. Yeah. You know, it, it's difficult. And, and and I think, I do think that Michelle and I balance each other out. <laughs> you know, Michelle is a mom. Mm-hmm. And- you know, the mama bear wants to protect. Um, I, I, I am kind of surprised at how I've been a little bit more, um, I guess, more open for, hey, you know, it's your decision, but you've got to also bear up that responsibility. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult. And, yeah. I, and I find myself wanting to step in and try to fix things. And it takes a lot of self-control not yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, now, does that mean that I'm going to, you know, I don't want to let my kids, you know, starve to death or freeze to death, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, if it's a matter of, oh, I don't have internet or I don't have a cell phone. Okay. Well, you made a choice to do this and mm-hmm. it's like you don't have that. And so, so maybe it's a little bit more risk-based, but um it, it is difficult. And the one thing that, and, and this is Michael Phillips and, and, and I have talked about, we would, we, we talked about, we would rather our kids make mistakes at 17, 18, 19 years old and learn from them. than when they're 35, 40, 45 mm-hmm. years old with families and, and the stakes are probably not, well, yeah, they're, they're probably a little bit more, um, 
higher mm-hmm. at that level than at 17, 18, because you can pretty much um, rebound from anything. And and so it's really, I try to, I keep telling myself, it's all about learning. It's all about learning. And, um, you know, like if your kid calls you and it's like upset, it's like, man, I failed. I was like, no, you didn't fail. You learned. Now mm-hmm. if you quit, that's failing. But mm-hmm. if you've learned, that's that's great because that's better than any education you can ever get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's what I try to keep keep reminding myself that it's it's really about that learning process. That's yeah, funny that you say the the learning experience because that's what my therapist has been <laughs> teaching me. But just I mean, it is true because the thing he said, you know, you like I failed, and he goes no you know, you're learning because you didn't have the tools you have now, you know, and just, and even, you know, and I even with my kids, cause my eldest is your typical firstborn of it's got to be right the first time. Perfect. And if it's not, I quit. And yeah. like, no, you're learning. You got to pro, you know, figure it out. And, but even then just speaking, like you're saying to where letting them do that and fail you know under control you know or yeah. whatever but but also experiencing those hard things because it gives them you know that growth and just um yeah helps them uh i can't think of the word now integrity not integrity um well build some res- uh resilience and resilience yeah, yeah. yeah you know there was there was one time michael probably doesn't remember this but i do um we were kind of, um, it was a little tense and he made a comment, well, I'm going to be a better dad than you. Mm. And you know, that there was so much clarity in that. And I stopped and I'm like, you know, you should be mm-hmm. because I'm trying to be better than my dad. And I, I want you to be better than me because I learned from my dad and there, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but you should learn from me. And, and grandpa and, and you should be better. And that was the thing that really kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of helped me put it in perspective. It's like, really, we should be kind of teaching our mm. children to be better than us, you yeah. know, and we don't have it. We're not all perfect and, and just keep them, keep, keep helping them. That's good. Uh, yeah. I like that, that yeah, you should be better if I did my job, right? Yeah. You have more tools to start with and move forward. Awesome. Well, I won't keep you much longer. We'll get into our rapid fire questions. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I, yeah, we'll say it like, you know, we've talked your kids. I, I just, I remember one time it was um, youth group. I, it was at the, the Thomas's house, the pool. And one of the children didn't have meds but was able to work through and like nope we're fine and just that ongoing conversation of like how were they are they doing great and it's like i don't know they're fantastic for us and you guys just like mm-hmm. okay great because we're exhausted <laughs> at home um yeah. but yeah and that was always encouraging to me like you guys would show up and you were clearly exhausted but i mean yeah you and michelle were just a united front and as you said, like we're a family, we're in this together. And you, I mean, you can see it in everything you guys do to where it's never, it's her, it's me, you know, fighting is nope, we're going to handle this and move forward is always encouraging. So yeah, when I, you know, I'm thinking self as dad, like, okay, let's try some of these things and do it. Even though, yeah, I know it's, there's some tough things happening, but 
Yeah. I think, yeah, you guys are awesome. I was, you know, WWMGD. What would Morgan and Michelle Galloway do? <laughs> Um, oh man i don't know about that but uh yeah i appreciate that but you know it's uh you know i i remember and church has played a huge role in in this just having other people come around come alongside us you know even youth pastors um betting my son twenty dollars to eat a frog um <laughs> but never paid him for it oh he got paid <laughs> eventually i don't know who <laughs> stiffed him but uh, no, I mean it's it's just been such a, a an important part, and that that was the thing we learned at Grace. We've learned at Calvary, um, it, and I don't want to say it takes a community, but it does take. Mm-hmm. It, I mean that's what the church is here for. You know yeah. that's how that's what, how Christ made it, and um, it really is a a huge support for everybody. I think I just did those things to hear your wife just say, "JT, how are you doing?" <laughs> nothing sorry michelle um i thought it was hilarious so yeah i was like oh whoops maybe i regret this now um all right here we go first question so favorite tv or movie dad oh movie dad oh you know i really like the neighborhood and oh crud i can't even remember his name it's cedric um i can't remember his name on the show but I really like the way that show, there's a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some sarcasm. Um, but he is kind of that, um, I don't know, the patriarch. Is that the, maybe is that the word? Mm-hmm. But he's, he's kind of that guy that he's, he really, towards the end, there's usually a point. And um, sometimes he's leading it and other times he's not. But I, I just, I really like kind of those dynamics that they go through. Mm-hmm. I've checked. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, it's good. Monday nights, seven o'clock, CBS. There you go. There's your plug. <laughs> That's a commercial. <laughs> uh, we're not getting commission for this. Yeah. Yet. Uh, yeah. What's a hobby you enjoy? You know, I used to. Well, I love hiking, mm-hmm. and um, but now, when I can do something, it's golf, and and I think a lot of that is because my dad, my brother-in-law, and I will go out golfing, um, at least once a year. Uh-huh. we get together and so it's a nice time to spend with them and and just to get to know each other so yeah. i would say probably golf is my favorite right now yeah it is i do enjoy, i mean golf's a love or hate and if you don't practice you're like i hate this game but i do enjoy yeah like you said just side by side walking yeah. talking about life and just being outside and has something to do because that's i mean yeah yeah. Men, we're not going to be like, hey, let's let's go for a walk in this green pasture together and talk about life. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to hit this ball, but we could talk then. Yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, a dad is fill in the blank. A dad. So, so I've always thought of a, a dad, and, and this is really where my dad. He's a protector. He's a provider. Um, one thing that and this was really probably I learned from Grace Church is also a pursuer and pursuer of relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I, 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 I didn't get growing up. And um, as I've gotten older, especially with teenage kids, um, man, if you don't pursue them, if you don't take them out for coffee, if you don't take them out 
you know, for breakfast or something, it is so easy to, you know, four years and they're gone or five years they're gone. And, and then you're like, I don't even know this kid. And Mm -hmm. so just pursuing that, that relationship. And then also with your, your wife too, that that is so, so important um, to continue to, to grow in your relationship as well. Who I was nervous when you said protector provider and you had a third, I was like, I better be a P or I'm, <laughs> we're shutting this down now so that's sewer i like that i mean yeah i mean that's something that grace church taught and and they knew men so you had to keep three p's because uh-huh. otherwise there's something else we wouldn't remember it so oh yeah, yeah. But, but it is funny or whatever you know the first two are easy as men protect yeah. or provide like and it's even to the point like you said where you know as your guys are trying to have kids and do that where michelle's like can you break I'm like well that would that go against my protector yeah. side and well, I need you to pursue like, Oh, this is, but yeah, for us men is a huge one of, I just need yeah. you to have some feeling and move forward, you know, in that direction. Yeah. That's hard. And, oh, and yeah. I almost feel like we got to swallow our ego. Maybe I don't, uh-huh. I don't really know. I'm kind of talking, I'm out in front of my skis on this one, but it's just, it's so hard. I don't know why, but it's so hard to talk about my feelings and honestly, a lot of times I don't even know what I feel. I can't even put it into words. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it even harder. Yeah. The best is, what was the, oh, I I got onto Isaiah for something and then went, you know, talked to someone about it and they, you know, kind of, huh, did you say this? Like, yeah, did you maybe make him feel this way? Like, oh, I didn't really think of you know and then the, yeah. yeah i had internally processed and had some feelings of like oh yeah i i don't like that and you know having to go back to my son like i'm sorry i didn't you know think about feelings and kind of that process to where yeah it's oh it's tough sometimes let's go to a yeah. protective provider pursuer all right i can get a tattoo right yeah. there my there you go yeah three piece yeah. um you know, Something that happened, sorry, I know this is rapid fire, but no, I'm gonna, go for it. Um, in May, um, I had the opportunity to see PJ Fleck, uh, University of Minnesota head coach, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought he was amazing. I mean, this guy, if I was 18, I'd be like, I want to play for him. Very traditional football player, very, in my opinion, very inspirational. Um, I talked to some of the other folks that um, were not from the US, they were from another country. And they were absolutely terrified. Hmm. They thought this guy is like, I'm scared of him. And it, it, it kind of brought that whole, I think you mentioned earlier, different perspectives, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's the, the, the part that, you know, what I think is an inspirational, you know, a child coming from a, a you know, a bad situation, you know, where they were maybe in threatening positions, it may be terrifying for them. And so that's the whole dynamics that it's just trying to sift through all that and understand that that's, that's where it gets really complicated whenever we're talking foster and adoptive kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's difficult. So. Oh yeah. There's so many layers and yeah. Oh, uh, best piece of dad advice you've ever received. <laughs> so you were just saying, I'm sorry. So this, this actually, um, this guy, he had, Teen, he actually, I think at that time he only had one teenager. The rest of them were older. He said, 
Think of it as you do the best you can. And then when they become teenagers, spend the teenage years apologizing for where you fell short. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the best advice I've ever been given. And I was, I was like, Oh my goodness. We did the best we could, but we screwed up so many ways. And, and I'm, you know, for my kids, I am so sorry. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's really good, good advice. Yeah. That's what, um, Andy chef, I know said that of his, of his dad, the thing that he learned, I mean, was to that point of, he would you know, say, sorry. And of like, yeah, I screwed up. And I, I've taken that. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I think that's, if you, yeah, showing grace, you know, that grace to your kids to where they get it of like, yeah, I'm not perfect. I don't have figured out, but I'm okay to admit that I've screwed up and, you know, ask for help to where I, I would hope that, yeah, sticks with them. So, yeah, apologize in teenage years. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> have that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, what brings you pride as a dad? You know, I, I think, um, well, I mentioned one of them where they stand up for each other. Mm hmm. Um, also, when uh, my my boys don't, but well, Morgan is really my singer of, of the the four, and just like when she would just be singing in the shower, mm -hmm. uh, worship songs, um, or um, you know, you, you, like Michael has a huge heart, and that kid, well, he's not a kid anymore, but you know, he would go and he would help people, and mm -hmm. when you see that, that's just so it just makes you feel really proud as a dad um, mm -hmm. see them serving other people. And, and I only picked those two, but all four of them do it too. But yeah, um, those were just the first two that came to mind. So, Oh yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. Your kids were great in group that they'd be picking up or helping not get asked. And you're like, well, you know, somebody's parent is doing something right that they just jump in without having like, Hey, can you help? So, no, yeah, that is pretty cool to see your kids to where it's, it's beginning to connect in their brain of going, yes, something yeah. is getting through to you. Yeah. So that's great. So then uh, what story do you want your kids to tell their kids about you? I think that the one thing I want them to remember or to, to tell their kids is that dad loved mom well. Mm. Um. I mean, I want them to think of, you know, I love them unconditionally, uh, but that's the one thing. And and maybe this is because I have some, I have girls or a couple girls, but I was always, for the longest time, I always was told that how you treat your wife is what your girls are going to um, look for in a man. And that really just, like, I don't have a lot to give, but I can love her well. Mm -hmm. or I can love her with everything I have. And that that's really what I continue every day i just i just want to serve her and love her and 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 hopefully the kids will see that and uh and hopefully that will make an impact in their lives it's you it's you i have to blame because i've been saying that because i'm like somebody told me this a while back and it's you and it just haunts you because you're like how i treat you some guys gonna you know, gosh i am sorry I'm going to tell you, it is so hard, especially when they become teenagers and they go to prom and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and the man, the dad in me wants to, I don't know if I can say this, but, you know, take tools that can harm people and uh, <laughs> yeah. 
cover down on them, but yep. um, I just, I, I just keep saying, okay. And actually um, a friend of ours made that comment. It's like, now nah, just be patient, you know, because they see how you treated Michelle and that's mm-hmm. what they're going to expect. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I hope so. <laughs> Which then like, then I'm like, good. Then I hope it's super hard and you know, they can't, I know. And obviously, you know, you can go to the extreme, but it is, yeah, of just a great reminder of going, okay, how do I treat you in these situations? And yeah, a lot of it, like you said, with the pursuer for me to where I'm like, okay, I need to listen to you because there's, you know, specifically my, yeah, like I said, my girls, something's going on. We're crying about something. I don't know why I don't want to deal with it, but I need, you know, that press into it and again like you said too of just how are you feeling and working through it to where that's what i want for you later to some guy that is caring that is for you and just doesn't oh man there's just so many things you're just like gosh i hate this quote it's got to be a lie (laughs) yeah but uh yeah and then i hear that some people say you know um your daughters are going to marry someone totally opposite of you because they don't want to marry their dad. And then it's like, okay, I don't know what that means, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't know. It's all. Yeah. That's, that's a lot, but well, I appreciate it. Mr. Galloway. It was glad we got to do it. And I definitely probably have to do it again. Pick your brain. Yeah. Anytime. I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, Hopefully I, I gave a little bit of, I mean, just telling a little story. I know that that's one thing that Michelle and I, for the longest time, we just, we want to share our story um, mm-hmm. for us. You know, a lot of the things we talk about is, I don't know. I don't really think it's did anything special, but maybe it will help somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, um, yeah, I guess that's, you know, that's good. And, you know, we, We've also had some health issues too. So we had to go through that and our kids had to go through that. And so those were some, some trying times as well. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm glad you're on and uh, yeah, we'll have to do it again. Okay. All right. Thanks Mark. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of dad talks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment, leave a review and make sure to subscribe. So you don't miss out on any episodes.